to another episode of Sash Versation. I'm your host, Tiffany Purnell. Today, we have a very special guest here with us. Our special guest is Crystal Bell Salisbury. Crystal is no stranger to the world of pageantry. I'm so excited to have her here with us today. Hello, Crystal. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing on this lovely Saturday? I am doing well. It's a beautiful day. Yes. Now, so tell us, how are you? So tell us, how long have you been in pageantry? I have been in pageantry since I was 17 years old. So a little over about 16 years now because I'm 33 now. So I started with the Miss Teen of America program. And the reason why I was drawn to that program, because I'll be honest, initially, I did not like pageants. And I didn't think I would do well in pageants because I didn't really think that I was pretty enough to compete. So back when I was 17, I received some information in the mail about competing in the Miss Teen of America um, system. I had never heard of that system, didn't even know how they got my information. So I read their information and I was really drawn to that system because it wasn't your typical beauty pageant. They had categories that spoke to me. They had um, categories that celebrated academic achievement, community service, social awareness. And that really was in line with what I was and my purpose and my passion. So I said, oh, oh, wow, I'll do this passion. This is something that's right up my alley. And that's how I got started at 17. I was going into my senior year in high school and the rest is history. I've been competing ever since then. And uh, most recently, I've actually taken a break from competing, but I'm actually doing coaching and consulting now. Now, some people would say that pageantry um, hurts young girls' self-esteem, which I do not agree with. So tell us your view on that. How, what, how do you feel that pageantry affects one's self-esteem? Actually, um, to be honest, pageantry helped my self-esteem. Growing up as a young child, I was, um, and I still am to this day, a very introverted person, but I did suffer with low self-esteem early on, didn't really think I was pretty enough, um, didn't really have a whole lot of confidence as far as myself, as far as my looks is concerned. But pageantry really helped me to really build my self-esteem and build my confidence to not only be on a stage, but to speak in front of people and to communicate well and to really interact with different types of people and have the confidence to do that. So I'm not sure who's saying that pageants hurt self-esteem. It actually helped mine. So that's my experience. Yes, and I agree. I feel that pageantry sort of, well, it makes you be a better version of yourself. Because in order to compete in a pageant, in order to get on that stage, you have to have high self-esteem. If you do not have high self-esteem, it's just so hard to get on that stage. And in order to prepare for a pageant, really, you are bettering yourself. Like most title holders I know, they just, it's going um, through a pageant experience, it's just like self-help for them because you really have to look deep inside yourself and ask yourself, who are you? You know, and you just, really you get to know yourself throughout that experience. So I, I think, and I know from my own personal experience that pageantry does help to build your self-esteem. Now, I know that you are, a pageant consultant. Now tell us what, what, so what entails being a pageant consultant? Like, what do you do? Um, what is your favorite part about being a pageant consultant? 
Okay. As far as being a pageant consultant, I'm, I pretty much coach women and girls in the different areas of pageantry, whether it's uh, working on their walk, their interview techniques, their talent, pretty much whatever um, category of a pageant system that they need help with. I consult and coach them in that area to really hone in on their skills and give them some tips that can help them to become a stronger person in that area. Um, one of my favorite parts of the consulting aspect is I love interview believe it or not a lot of people don't like the interview portion of pageants which is actually my favorite and in that and it's funny because initially I wasn't a big talker but being in pageants and participating in the interview portion helped me to be a better communicator and I actually love talking in front of people now so I actually love that aspect and I really um coach girls in that on that category the most because normally in most pageants your interview uh, weighs the more weighs the most mm-hmm. as far as your scoring so I really focus heavily on interview and of course we work we work on their walk and of course if there's a talent portion we work on that as well and on stage question but uh, I would say interview is my favorite part of the consulting aspect of it and just really preparing girls to be their best self on stage now what trends are you seeing right now in pageantry because as we both know um, trends in pageantry often change. So what are you seeing right now in pageantry? As far as trends, are you saying like as far as gowns or just well, anything in general? Well, anything in general that you see, it could be with wardrobe. It could be maybe um, more, you have more um, plus size women competing in pageantry. Um, you have, it, maybe pageantry is more inclusive. Um, what are you mm-hmm. what are you seeing with the pageantry trends? Absolutely. I do see pageantry as being more inclusive. And I also see where um, um, organizations are seeing need for a certain type of female, for instance. I've seen a lot of natural hair pageants that have mm-hmm. um, you know, appeared on the surface in the past couple of years because they see that, you know, there's a need. There's a lot of, you know, women of color who are wearing their natural hair and they feel more comfortable in a pageant that celebrates that aspect, even though they can compete in other Mm-hmm. mainstream pageants you know I do see that a lot you see you are seeing more you know plus size pageants you are um of course you do you always saw pageants where they cater to a certain demographic whether it be African-American Latina um also when it comes to um the wardrobe especially with the interview portion I've noticed that um they're getting you know, the um the girls are wearing more trendier outfits mm-hmm. as opposed I know you know day when I first competed you know they wanted you in the in the suit and the hose <laughs> and the you know the heels <laughs> and you don't really see girls in the hose anymore you know I the pageants that I you know I've judged or attended you know they're kind of more you know trendier upbeat you know they kind of want you to kind of be more fashionable in the interview of course and of course you know once you're there of course present yourself in a professional manner but I do see, I'm seeing the trends, you know, different from when I competed early on, you know, that um, people are kind of steering away from the very traditional way of dressing and interview. Yes, because when I look through pictures of title holders competing in pageants, I see girls um, in jumpsuits for their interview. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing wrong with that because I feel that for your interview and for any portion of the pageant, you need to make sure that you are comfortable in what you are wearing, you know, and, I, and I'm so glad that these girls and women feel that, you know, it doesn't, I don't have to dress like the other contestant, you know, just as long as I'm comfortable with what I have on. So I'm always Absolutely. glad to see a jumpsuit, you know, I just, I just think it's very interesting. Absolutely. And I love the jumpsuits as well. 
I do too. And I've also noticed that for interview as well, a lot of contestants always wear a nude heel. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care what pageant system it is, you always see a bunch of nude shoes. And I mean, because nude goes with any color um, interview dress or jumpsuit or whatever that you have on. And another thing, in interview, I'm also seeing that girls are no longer wearing that um, blue. You know, girls wear, are wearing pink. They're wearing black. Mm-hmm. They're wearing yellow. And that just shows that they just want their individuality to show through. Absolutely. So now, tell us more about, you know, I know that you are an author, and I love to read books. And I'm always <laughs> in the mood to look for and and find more um, books because I love to read. So tell us about your books that you have wrote and just tell us where we could purchase them or where we could find them. Oh, absolutely. I have actually uh, published three and I have four that's in the works, right? Book number four is in the works right now. My first book is called Manifest the Crown, A Crystal Clear Guide to Pageantry Success. And that book is pretty much a self-help guide for any women and girls that's interested in entering the pageantry industry and what it takes, you know, from my perspective and from my knowledge, what it takes to be successful in the industry. It's a self-help guide for anybody, whether you're a novice or if you've been in the industry for quite some time, this book will help you in that aspect, any aspect of pageantry. Um, My second book is called Affirm the Queen, 50 Affirmations that Empower Women and Girls for Success. And this is a very short read. It's a book of 50 affirmations that um, help women to progress when it comes to their mental preparation, their mental thought process. I'm really big on affirming yourself and really speaking life over yourself. Because like I told you earlier, you know, you know, dealing with low self-esteem and insecurities early on, you know, I didn't really have the tools to really speak over myself. So I feel like women and girls should, you know, when, even though they may be dealing with insecurities, they need to learn how to create the right statements to speak life over themselves because know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and you know we're all unique creatures and we all created for a divine purpose so I I wrote a book of affirmations for women to look at each day and just speak those statements over their lives so they can have a you know a positive outlook on their life and just have a a good day so that was book number two and my uh, my third book that I wrote which has nothing to do with pageantry or (laughs) self-esteem (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of an outlier. It's called Kingdom Finances and uh, 50, um, 40 principles that empower you to properly manage money. And I'm really big on empowering people to really mm-hmm. get their money together and to really make better financial decisions. And even with my pageant girls, I try to teach them, you know, you know, a lot of times a lot of people want to spend so much money on their wardrobe. And the reality is you really don't have to do that. You know, at the end of the day, you may be in a $3,000 gown. But if you are not comfortable in that gown, if you don't feel if you don't feel confident, then you're not going to be judged accordingly, you know, with, with uh, high judging marks. So, you know, it's all about, you know, keeping things in perspective and just really creating a, you know, especially with pageant girls, creating a budget and, you know, sticking to that budget. You know, if you sticking to that budget and just really being your best self and not worry about the cost of, you know, having the most expensive gown, the most expensive shoes and not just with pageantry just in life in general just really getting your money together and just really making better financial decisions and I I wrote a book of financial principles that I live by and I wanted to share with the world so and my books can actually be found on Amazon Um, they are available in paperback and a Kindle version so they're on amazon.com 
Also, um, they're on my website at www.crystalbell.com. And there are links to each one of the books. And they can click on the link and we'll t- take them to the Amazon page where they can purchase. Now, I am going to have to look at all three of those books, especially the one about managing your money. <laughs> that sounds like a book that I need to read front and back. <laughs> now, earlier you said that um, you have experience with judging pageants. Now, when you are a pageant judge, what do you look for in your winner? A few things. Uh, one in particular, I look for a contestant that is very confident and a contestant that is very articulate. I look for someone who is, you know, people like to say the total package, but of course, you know, being articulate, very confident. They, you know, they're um, community oriented. They're, um, they have the look, you know, they they're put, they're put together well and they, are, they have this attitude that they're here to do a good job. So, now, okay, so I'm going to give you a little scenario. So okay. you have two girls who um, you are judging in a pageant, and they are the only two girls in the pageant. One girl, she is not, she, okay, so one girl does not have the look, but she's very articulate. She's been doing a lot with her community service, um, mm-hmm. and she, you know, her wardrobe is not really on point. But the other mm-hmm. girl, her wardrobe is her wardrobe is on point. She has um, the look, and but she doesn't have community service experience. She's not very articulate. And which one would you pick? I would pick the girl who does not have the look, but is articulate and does have the community service. So I guess that was the first girl you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is the other things, even though you want the total package, they, you can work on the wardrobe. You can ha- She can get some consulting on that because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you want someone that's going to be an ambassador for your system. And you want someone that is willing to put in the work. And that first contestant has already shown us that she's out in the community, that, you know, that's a, a passion and a purpose of hers, you know. And of course, with any, with majority of the pageant systems out there, community service is at the forefront mm-hmm. of any system. So she already has a heart for service. So I won't have to work on that with her because it's already in her heart. It's already at the forefront and she's already articulate. And as you can, as you know, a lot of pageant systems, you know, they're, they may be in the media. So you need, mm-hmm. you need a queen that's already media ready that can already articulate that has great communication. So that is a plus as well. And of course the wardrobe, you know, we can, we could work on that, but mm-hmm. I would, I would possibly go, I would go with the first girl. I think that's a good choice. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. I really do. Because like you said, a lot of these pageants, especially now, they're all about community service. And they want the best person to represent their organization because the title holder, how can I put it, they're pretty much like the salesperson for that organization. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot articulate, it's really hard for you to sell anything. So Absolutely. yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> Now, I know that you are, speaking of being articulate, I know that you are a public speaker, and I'm sure that you speak at many events. Now, to date, what is one of your most rewarding speaking appearances that you have made so far? Wow, that is a great question. I'm sure (laughs) you have made so many. (laughs) (laughs) I've made quite a few, and I'm trying to go back in time from when I first spoke, and that was in eighth grade. That was 
first oh, time wow. I ever wrote. Let me think. I was just off the dome of my head. Um, one in particular was it was a couple of years ago. I was invited to my high school um, academic banquet, mm-hmm. and they wanted me to be the guest speaker. And the reason why that one was so rewarding for me, because the, the fact, because I had been post high school, maybe um, 10 years at the time, and they had invited me back to speak to some of the students who were a part of the academic uh, banquet. And, and it was rewarding because I was that student 10 years ago at the academic banquet and someone was speaking life to me and to get the opportunity to speak life into those academicians was really, um, I was very grateful and honored to be given an opportunity to really show them that, you know, I was you at one point, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a high school student in a small town and I was able to go into college, you know, going to grad school, working, working my (laughs) career, become an entrepreneur and they can do the same thing. That's what they desire. So I would say that. Well, I know that you speak at, and I know it was hard to come up with something because I'm sure you have spoken at like so many (laughs) different events and everything so now if someone wanted to book you for a speaking arrangement or engagement how could they go by doing that they can go on my website um i'll state it again www.crystalbell.com and there's actually a contact form on there that they can um submit an email and the email i just go ahead and say if they can't find it is um info at crystalbell.com and they can send a request that way Now, going back to the world of pageantry, I know that you are a staff member for the America's Elite Miss National Pageant. So Mm -hmm. give us more information about that particular pageant system. Absolutely. Um, The America's Elite Miss National Pageant System, um, we are a a fairly new national pageant system. This will be our third year in 2019. We'll have our 2019 pageant um, the first week of January. And it will be in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we uh, we have uh, contestants all the way from the Princess Division all the way up to the MISS. And we're community service. Um, we um, support childhood cancer. We support um, the a nonprofit called COPS, uh, which is a, a program for uh, police officers. Um, and we're really big in community service. So um, if anybody wants to um, become a part of America's Elite Miss, they can go to www.americaseliteMiss.com. And we are still accepting registrations. I think the deadline is actually in a couple of days. So if anybody wants to, to register, they need to go ahead and do that right now. But um, our pageant is the first week in um, January and it will be in Atlanta, Georgia. So now how do you get involved with that pageant system? Um, I became involved with it because I actually knew the director. I was actually one of her former queens in another system that she directed. It was the Miss Tri-State pageant. And that pageant was for contestants in Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. And I was her Miss Tri-State Elite in 2014. And that's how, I, um, you know, I was a, her queen in that system. And then when she decided to create this national system, I came on board to really help her staff that system as well. Now, what other pageant systems have you been involved in? Have you been involved um, as a staff member um, on any other pageant pageant system? Or is this one of the first ones that you have actually been a staff member on? Well, 
when I gave up my um, tri-state title, the next year I did help on staff with that particular mm-hmm. pageant, um, Miss Tri-State. And then, of course, now America's Elite Miss. This will be my third year helping with this pageant. Um, but as, as, as far as other systems, I've, let me think. I have to go back in my brain. <laughs> I think those are the only two I've um actually um I've done I've done some work behind the scenes at you know coordinations which are like um these are um they're not considered a pa- well I take that back there was a a pageant early on that I assisted with at the um, Miss Concordia College they have what is called like a pageant slash coordination mm-hmm. where they um do this big celebration for the new for the new incoming queen I've done that before but um America's Elite Miss and Tri-State have been the systems that I've been a part of as far as the staff members concerned now is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners one thing I would tell any listener especially those who are in pageantry or who who are interested in pageantry is that don't give up Mm -hmm. um I started when I was 17 but it took years for me to get my first crown so even if you've been at it for a very long time don't give up your time is coming honing your skills keep rehearsing keep practicing and keep putting yourself out there because eventually your time will come and also don't be so focused on the crown and sash um i know that's the main prize and of course every girl wants the crown and sash and there's nothing wrong with that however go in thinking that you're going to gain something regardless of the crown and sash whether it's self-confidence whether it's you want to boost your self-esteem you want to um honing on your communication skills go in with a, with a, a clear focus of what you want to accomplish even if it's not the crown and the sash and either way you're going to be a winner now that's a really good piece of advice to tell our listeners and i have really really enjoyed you today i have enjoyed talking with you and before i leave i would like to ask you so are you yourself planning on entering any other pageants or have you retired from competing yourself so what are your thoughts about that? Because <laughs> you are a beautiful girl and I see your presence on Facebook and, you know, in the media and you are wonderful. So I just want to know, are you going to compete anymore? You know what? That's a good question. I go back and forth mm-hmm. because I told myself in 2015 <laughs> that I was retired after I, I, I was competing in the um, Miss United States pageant system. I did the Alabama state pageant. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was going to retire after that. Well, then 2016 came around. And then I found another system that was an online pageant that I participated in won that crown. And I was like, oh, I'm done after this one. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, I go back and, I go back and forth mm-hmm. because now that I've, I'm, rec- I'm recently married, well, we've been married for a year now. And I'm, I'm looking at, thank you, thank you. And I've been looking at Mrs. pageants mm-hmm. now. So who knows, I may enter the Mrs division soon but I'm still I'm still debating I'm not sure yet well you know once you are bit by that pageant bug it's hard to get rid of it <laughs> it is because <laughs> I do think about it often it's like huh should I just focus on coaching and consulting and writing books and the blog or should I go back and compete I go back and forth but we'll see but the good thing about pageantry is you can do it all you can be a pageant you coach can. you can be a title holder you can be a director, you know, you can just do it all. And that's what I like about pageantry because it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. If you want to compete in pageantry or do anything with pageantry, I feel like you could do it. Absolutely. 
Well, Crystal, I have, like I said, I've really enjoyed you today. And I know that our listeners have enjoyed you as well. And uh, thank you for being on our show today. Until next time, stay fabulous. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you.